Like so much has been brought back this week. I'm bringing sexy back. Oh, I'm bringing sexy back. Yeah. <laughs> this motherfuckers don't know how to act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you whip me if you misbehave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby, I'm your slave. I'm a slave. I am. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh baby, baby. Been a long time <laughs> since I left you without a good beat to step to. Oh gosh. Okay. All right. We're coming back to America. Let's bring it back. Oh, here we are. Oh, here we are. Here this we are. is Kenny. Oh, let me. Let's go the other way because I have a little thing I want to say. Oh Jesus! But we're gonna do a whole intro. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> this is Kenny. Uh, no, I go first. So <laughs> this is Kenny. <laughs> Let me go first. <laughs> Fine, you go first. No, you go first. No, I just won't you do my go. cute little thing. I no, 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 do your cute thing. All right. Ready? This is Mark. And this is Kenny. <laughs> you sound so disappointed. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, let's do it again. This is Mark. And this is Kenny. And this is all I want to do is talk about M-A-D-O-N-N-N-A. Oh, shit. This is what you needed to go first for? That was it? M-A-D-O-N-N-A. Madonna. This is all I want to do is talk about Madonna. Album. Oh. Oh, <laughs> we were doing the little thing. <laughs> Start again, start again. Oh my god. Will you make fun of my little bit? Maybe. I'll be your one stop. Okay, and don't blow the microphones <laughs> out, girl. Okay. If you're gonna be loud, be over here. There you go. Right, there Perfect. Go. Okay. Alright. You don't have to calm down though. This is Mark. And this is Kenny. And this is all I wanna do is talk about M-A-D-O-N-N-N-A. Is that too many ends? I think so. <laughs> Madonna. Track by track. Album by album. Year by year. Wig by wig. Child by child. Tour by tour. Movie by movie. By documentary by movie by documentary by movie. Boyfriend by boyfriend by backup dancer by husband by singer. By divorce. Ugh. Divorce by divorce. No more divorces. No more divorces. No more love. marriages. Only love. I believe in the power of love. Nothing really matters. Love is all you need, Kenny. I have a confession, our last confession to you. Okay. Before we go any further. Okay, okay. I have been keeping tabs, as I always do um, in conversation. I have been saying the word amazing so many friggin' times on our podcast. So are you retiring it? I'm going to try and retire it. And I apologize to anyone who has been offended by my lack of enthusiastic adjectives besides <laughs> amazing. What are some adjectives that you could use? Um, dynamic. Incredible. Um, incredible. Uh, what Let's other? finish what we started. Beautiful. Oh. Thrilling. Uh-huh. Um, captivating. Captivating. Um, compelling. Delicious. Um, delightful. De wonderful, de de lovely, de oh, lovely, yes, yes. And and I just feel like amazing has been used too much, and it's I've been lazy. I've oh been my lazy. god, that's amazing. Yeah, that'd be amazing. How many times have I said that in the last like 
five episodes. Honestly, um, 47 times. Really? You can- oh, Kenny. I didn't count, but 47 is how old you are. Oh, that's true. I probably have said it 47 times over the last <laughs> six episodes. I didn't even notice it, to be I honest. I noticed, and I was not pleased. Well, I notice certain things that I do and say, too, because we obviously like listen to ourselves a lot. So I wouldn't worry about it that much, though. I think what I'm going to do is every time... I say the word, I'm going to dig my hand into my, my fingers into my hand. Okay. To really punish me, myself. Okay. Just like Madonna's doing on the cover of this album, getting rid of the box. <laughs> album 13. Ooh. Oh. Track one. Oh, here we go. Candy Shop. start with like this is a new this is um a different kind of opening of an album than we've gotten in a long time like yeah. actually i can't think of a time everywhere an album is sort of sort of started in like a weird like kind of non-event it's like the beat starts and it's as if the beat had been going already and they just turn they just let us hear it now yeah do you know what i mean Ooh, i like that so we're like kind of in the middle of something and I, I like that i like that it's not a statement and it's sort of just like, all right, get up on your feet. We're getting going. Like, like just the, the beat itself is like, okay, all right, we're here. We're on the floor already. <laughs> and I like the beat a lot. Interesting. Interesting. This, this is a, th so this is Candy Shop uh, written with Pharrell Williams. Yes. And uh, the first song on Madonna's album her 2008 album, Hard Candy. Yes. Should we go back and just talk a little bit about sure. where we are? Yeah. So Madonna jumps off of the tour at the yes. end of 2000, uh, in September of 2006, and then she uh, does some cinematic projects <laughs> and all kinds of things. Uh, records a terrible song that we just talked about last episode. It's not a terrible song. I really like oh that song, God. and that's where we landed. That's where we landed. Um, <laughs> and yet, within a few months, Madonna's back in the studio working with Timbaland. You often talk about how your albums reflect your mood. So mm -hmm. from this album, are you dancing all along? Are you really happy? Um, I mean, I did want to make a great dance record, for sure. But really, what, more than anything, I wanted to write great songs with good beats so who better to do that with than justin timberlake timberland and pharrell yeah so hard candy <laughs> hard candy uh came out in 2008 yes and um it has not aged as well as one might imagine you know 
you're yes and no. I think like look when we're talking to Mary Gabriel, we we know Mary Gabriel doesn't love this album. Yeah. She thinks it's the one true weak spot in Madonna's oof. Mm. And I I think it's it is um, a complicated album. Yeah. And I think that, but I think that there are some really amazing songs on this album. And I did use the word amazing. Buried in some really um, unfortunate arrangements. Production. production. Yeah. Um, what I think is really interesting about this album is, it, and I was kind of looking at it over the whole trajectory of Madonna's career, and it's a, an album, it comes at a time when Madonna's had an uber successful peak. Um, I'm thinking of Vogue and 1990. I'm thinking of Ray of Light, where the next album, she really, if she was being um, measured by other pe by the normal rules, she could do anything she wanted with that next album, really. She's kind of skating. And yet, what's so great is Madonna makes these really cool and interesting turns at every at, at all of those opportunities so after vogue she makes erotica after ray of light she dives headfirst into the electronica french of music and this is a time when she does again a real swerve after a huge success was it the right swerve because it was hugely success hard candy was a number one album it was a huge success well who was it like when you say was it the right swerve, like who was it not right for? Like, what do you mean? Like, like you mean like, yeah. I think what I'm trying to get at is this idea of this was very in. It, it wasn't this anomaly of uh, of a plan that Madonna was doing in 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 her career. She had done this several times before. For sure, for sure. I mean. My biggest theory about this time period, and I'm probably wrong, but is that if she had her druthers, if she wasn't tied to a record contract that was requiring essentially an album every two years, and this was the last one for Warner Brothers that yeah. she had to do, if she wasn't on that time limit, I don't think she would have released an album in 2008. No. I think she would have waited another year. I don't think that she was necessarily inspired going into it she talks about this very specifically about like well i didn't know what to do i was looking for inspiration and i thought well what songs do i like right now and these are the people that i fell into right yeah 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 and i think that's interesting that she went in looking for inspiration um but i feel like there's something like half done about the album like she says too like about the album like oh there's probably a lot of um you know, uh, autobiographical songs on it, but I wasn't thinking about that while I was doing it. And in a way, I like, I kind of wish she had taken, you know, her marriage was falling apart. She was trying to adopt David. There was all this other turmoil in her life. And if she had just like, if she didn't have a responsibility to re record an album that year, I think she would have been like, I'm going to deal with my life. Mm. Confessions like had a hangover for me. Like how, how do you get over confessions do exactly you know I mean? exactly and and i think that that, that 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 i think that it was such a, a deep and personal and complicated album in so many ways and sonically so wonderful yeah. that 
anything after this if unless it was of that caliber and she just wasn't capable of making that so it seems frivolous and half thought out because the songs are just not as complicated and yet some of the co- songs on that album she brought into the project yeah so she was excavating what she had left over yeah to kind of work on so she clearly came in with some ideas yeah and i think like she started working well first there was um i found really interesting that she asked to um pet shop boys to work the album and then they rescinded the offer which i think is all interesting and i wonder like what would that album have been you know what i mean oh my gosh Um, don't even start um but um i think then when she was working with pharrell for me the pharrell tracks are the stronger tracks on this album i feel like when timberland and justin get involved those are the songs for the most part, that I don't find as compelling. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, Timberland and Justin Timberlake gets, get a lot of the press around the album. Yeah. But really the reality is is the majority of the songs are produced and written with Pharrell and the Neptunes. And that and, th- and that's interesting. I mean, there's really only four songs, four or five songs on the whole album that are done by Timberlake and Timbaland. And yet when the, the press was all going around about it, it was like they made the whole album together. Right. Well, two really of the th- two of the three singles are, um, yeah. you know, Timbaland, Justin songs. Um, and those songs sound so much like them, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Can we contextualize like both Pharrell and Timbaland Justin, and Justin Timberlake at this time period? Because, you know, Pharrell had been, you know, really on like a real like major streak, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, just thinking about everybody I think knows Pharrell, but like, you know, going back like going back to the Neptune stuff, but then working on um uh the Jay-Z song I Just Wanna Love You, Hot in Here. Yeah. Um I'm a Slave for You, all the Khalees songs, and then the Justin Timberlake solo album. I mean, there's so and, and Drop It Like It's Hot, of course. Well, Back Girl. And they and they worked on the Emancipation of Mimi. The Mariah oh. Carey album, oh. one of the yes. big comeback Mariah Carey. We albums. belong together. That album, yeah, yeah. That with that on with there. that track, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it, and and I think that that's what they are. They have kind of defined this kind of modern sound right now, and I think the 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 thing that they're very good at is ear candy. They they know how to uh, how to get a hook and get it into your subconscious after one or two listens. They're, they're, they're just embodying all of what, because they've worked with so many different people now, and I think um, they're able to like really transform somebody through their sound. Well, is it transform, or is it like have them this, the artists kind of conform to their sound? Because I feel like their sound is very specific. Like yeah. You can draw a yeah. line between all... It's very like... Um, there's such a joy in the sound. Like, um, finding the sort of uniqueness of the of the voice and uh, and like the sort of the the choices they make in instrumentation and is funky it's a little offbeat it's like it yeah like you say with ear candy it sort of peaks your ear like oh what is that i love pharrell's voice and i love when he comes in on tracks like on drop it like it's hot which is one of my favorites the 
pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you, park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. And if a get an attitude, pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring Sean Don and I'm full of best cause I got it going on. I'm a nice dude with some nice dreams. See these ice cubes, see these ice creams. Eligible bachelor, million dollar bow. That's whiter than what's in your throat. The phantom, exterior like fish eggs. The interior like this red. I can exercise you, this could be your fizz ad. Cheat on your man, man, that's how you get it. Killer with the B, I know killers in the street with the feel to make you feel like chinchilla in the heat. So don't try to run Snoop is so amazing, but what's also great is just hearing Pharrell joining in on it, you know. Well, um, and, he, and he's able to he's able to bring musicality, but also not upstage yeah. musician. And he and, it, and it, he's one of the few things. It's almost like he's almost like the horns in a song because it like lifts it out when he yeah. shows up. Well, he's such a beautiful voice. It's like, um, Smokey Robinson. Mm -hmm, it's that mm -hmm. sweet, you know, like unhappy. Oh God. Happy. And a little bit out of out of Neptune sound. It's a much more yeah. straight down the middle song, but such a gorgeous song. Well, and and I think I think the 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 playfulness of it, and the and also they mix their yeah, their yeah. mute their sound very um, forward. Yeah, it's right at the ear, right at the speaker. You can almost hear the vocalist um, breathing. Yeah, which is always something I love with the Madonna song. Exactly to hear the breathing. Exactly. So so how do you feel about this song? Um, I, I mean, I think that, you know, this song embodies the Madonna machine working. This is, this whole album, this whole cycle is the machine. Everything is very disciplined, um, right down to, uh, the rollout, um, doing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame perform, uh, appearance the month before the show, before the album comes out. And this song is part of a plan to go on tour it's a plan, it, it's kind of a thesis for that tour, that it's going to be about candy, it's going to be about, it's going to be this metaphoric, like, playfulness. And the song, I mean, I was, I was re-listening to it for this episode, and I was running, as I often do, and I found myself singing it, and I could sing the whole song now while I was running. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's designed to open a tour. Oh, that's what you think it is? Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it is a designed, it's, I don't, yeah. Is it designed though? Or is it just a vibe? It's the vibe. I, yeah. I, I think, I think it's like, okay, how are we going to kick this off? And we would kick off the tour the same way. I guess so. Yeah. I, I can see that. I mean, she talked about an interview 
about the song? I think Candy Shop's one of my favorite records. And it sort of, uh, it personifies the mood that I was in when I was making the record, which is uh, kind of cheeky, um, wanting to have fun, um, liking the idea of having a play on words, wanting to dance, um, lots of innuendo. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I just, uh, I, I put it first because it's, it's, it, it also is a kind of an illustration of the, you know, the variety of songs that are on the record. Because when you go into a candy shop, you can get so many different things, and hopefully that you can get that when you listen to the record. There's more serious songs. There's more fun songs. There's more up-tempo songs. There's more thoughtful songs. So, yeah. And obviously, the title of the album is a play on that as well. Hard candy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's just something you can't. Candy is something you. Candy is something I'm very fond of. Yes. about our favorite candy like okay. what, so you and i notoriously both love hot tamales notoriously and, and devour bags of them at a time i think i fell in love with hot tamales because of madonna of course of course um, but i do love a cinnamon a cinnamon flavor i'll eat anything with a cinnamon flavor like um red hots which are also a form of tamale hot yeah, tamales yeah um a little crunchier um I'll, but i'll even have like cinnamon tic tacs or <laughs> I'm, this is no joke. Cinnamon Mentos. Mentos. Oh, a Mentos moment. Is there a cinnamon Mentos? I bet they're yes. not cinnamon very long. No, they, they're they they're pretty good. I mean, all cinnamon treats to me hold their flavor. I mean, hot tamales, I used to eat them at the, they sold them at the, um, the pool, the, the YMCA pool. Oh, yes, pool the infamous the pool. And, uh, <laughs> and I loved it because the, 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 the stain of the red uh -huh. would be all over my mouth and I would be coming out of the water wet and, and fabulous and dripping red. I mean, it was like <laughs> almost like a vampire. Oh, it was very provocative. Of course. I enjoy a sweet, a sour patch kid. Oh yeah. Quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I'm enjoying a sour patch kid. Um, and I love, um, uh, when when uh, when peanut butter M and M's came into yeah. being, I was like, oh, peanut butter M and M's, peanut yeah. butter, and yeah. not peanut yes. M and M's, the ones with the peanut butter, like Reese's, yeah, Reese's, pieces. hot damn, oh yeah, Kenny. hot okay. damn, yeah. I have a I have such a sweet tooth, so there's really no candy that is not my friend, yeah. Um, but building off of what you're saying, I think my mouth is literally watering right now. <laughs> Um, the kids, the kids that I teach, the uh, the college kids, introduced me to Sour Patch Nerds. 
They're Sour Patch um, covered in nerds. So they're crunchy, chewy, and sour and sweet. And it like explodes in your mouth. It's oh my delicious. God, I w- we have to get some of these. Apparently they're available at the Target. Oh, we'll have to go to Target. Um, Another reason to go to Target. <laughs> I have to buy cotton balls, deodorant, and I'll buy these. these yes. These, oh. um, cotton balls. What do you use cotton balls for? Oh, let's not talk about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. You're it. taking off your makeup at the let's end of the talk, day. Let's not talk okay, about okay. it. Okay, okay. But my other favorite candies are, um, okay, I love York peppermint patties. Yes. And oh. Do you remember those commercials? When I bite into a York peppermint <laughs> patty. I, I am still with the wind blowing at me from the tundra. (laughs) These are my favorite. And it's like wife is sitting next to him like. (laughs) When I eat a York peppermint patty, I get the sensation of a cool breeze blowing through my hair and across my long white dress. Oh, oh. York peppermint patty, get the sensation from Peter Paul. But my all-time favorite, the one that is like whenever I'm in an emotional state or stressed out, yeah. The first thing I do is buy a huge bag of Jolly Ranchers. Oh, really? I fucking love oh, Jolly Ranchers. Oh, I cannot get on with a Jolly Ranchers. They're too hard. They're dangerous. They're too it's hard. It's a hard candy. It's a hard candy. It's a very hard candy. When I eat them, I'm like, one day I'm going to, because I bite them too. Like, I, I don't, I'm Kenny, I'm you bad. can't do that. It's so bad for your teeth. I know. One one is going to, one day I'm going to bite and a tooth is going to come out too. But I, I haven't had them. They're like my, they're like my weakness. Like, when I have them, then I eat the whole bag. Like, um, how do you do that? Because they, they take so long to dissolve. Because I eat them, I oh chew my them. God, Kenny. No, it's really bad. That's but I've stopped. Terrible. I've stopped for right now. But when I'm, if, when some point, usually in the winter, because it's in the winter where I just like, you know, yeah, because I hate the winters. I know you hate the winters. Um, um, and then I get my you, Jolly Ranchers. You know, Madonna tried to rhyme Jolly Rancher, and she couldn't. You know, <laughs> <laughs> for this song, she yes. was like, "I've got Jolly Ranchers. Are you begging but, for more?" <laughs> and it didn't work. No, it didn't work. She had a lot of other things on the list too. Apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. had um, tricks, Le- lemon drops, lemon drops, lemon drops. She had what you call it? What you call? I mean, what's its name? I told you what its name. You not tall. You said what you call it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. (laughs) Kenny's mouth is watering. That's great. But we also know Madonna likes candy, so this is kind of fun. Yeah. If you were a candy, what candy would you be? Mm. Let me think about that one. Uh, (laughs) A lollipop. Yeah. It would be a lollipop head. A lollipop lollipop was something... um, Soft and chewy on the inside. Wow. Something soft and chewy. How how many licks would it take? I don't know. It's up to you. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I think that this is the beginning of the Madonna 50 Cent beef that, you know, came up again in the last year or so when 50 Cent was, like, making fun of Madonna's images on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I just, there, well, I have a song called Candy Shop on my record as well. Um... And and I know I couldn't call my record that because of 50 Cent song. Welcome to the candy shop. Yeah. Uh-huh. So seductive. I take you to the candy shop. I let you the lolly. 
and I would I would be kind of you know my fe- feathers would be ruffled if you know a megastar released a song a couple years after I did the same type. Yeah, and 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 which one do we like better? I mean, I think Fifty Cent's Candy Shop is actually a great song. It is a great song. Do I you agree. think that Fifty Cent's Candy Shop and Madonna's Candy Shop and Macklemore's Thrift Shop are near each other at the strip mall? No, they're on a strip mall. They're just like. Oh. They're, they're, do you think that? I don't think that I don't think Madonna's candy shop is at a a, a strip mall. No, I think no. it's like in like, you know, somewhere deep in Brooklyn or Queens. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think they are they they are adjacent because they're all about enticement and and luring. Okay. But um, <laughs> no, I think Madonna Madonna's I think also has very strange hours for the oh. candy shop. Oh, yeah. I think they're very um, disjointed hours. I think she's open from like 10 to 12 and like 4 oh, to yeah. 6. We had one day. of those on when we lived up just a little further in um, Yorkville. And there was this place on the corner of 87th and 1st as a candy shop. Yeah. And it was only, it was like, you never knew when it was open. And then one day, I because I like I've said, I had a really sweet tooth. I was like, Sheldon, let's go in, let's go in. So we walked in and there was this woman in there who um, was really old and she had no teeth like she smiled and she had no teeth i was like okay oh, she ate all the fucking candy <laughs> then i looked at the candy that was in there and there was like this there was like you know all those bins where you can like scoop candy up but they were mostly like almost empty like there yeah. was like in a corner like all that the sugar and then like just a couple like little this candy things. shop has seen better days well i don't think it was really a candy shop i think it was a front because oh. it was like because there was n- obviously no new candy had been in that store in a long time like us walking in, she was like, hello, like as if there one had ever been in there. And like it had such strange hours. It was only that was literally the only hour I'd ever walked by where it was open. So I was That's like so weird. Yeah, it was That's obviously so strange. Candy shop. We don't have we didn't I didn't grow up with any candy shops, but there's the the one downtown, that classic one that's down in the Bowery. Oh. It's real it's like it's got all kinds of different candies and every, everything you could possibly want. Or like Dylan's candies, yeah. remember? those i mean yeah. i think there whenever i'd go to the movies there used to be like a dylan's nearby and i would go get candy there and then be like sick in the middle of the and movie. see i'm a popcorn man i like popcorn well, I like at both. the movies but i never have sweets at the oh, movies. i need both no because it's it's dangerous it's dangerous and then you're eating a whole box by the end of the movie that's what i mean i get sick oh, oh my sugar is raw <laughs> See which flavor you like and I'll have it for you Come on into my store, I got candy galore Don't pretend you're not hungry, I've seen it before I got Turkish delight, baby, and so much more So what do we think about the album art? Because we, you know, we're at the beginning of the the album comes out, and we are sort of inundated. It was everywhere. Yeah, I remember it being on walls and on on construction sites. Um, I like the candy backdrop. I oh, love I the love color. That. I yeah. love the pink. Um, I'm less enamored with Madonna as a boxer. I guess, yeah. I like it. I mean, I like the audacity of it. Like, it's a crotch shot. Yeah. Which I think is kind of fabulous. And she's like, I'm 50. I'm tough as nails. 
I'm not afraid of anything. I'm a badass. And I, I, I don't. I, d- I shouldn't be messed with. Right. Don't. Yeah. I'm, this is the hard part of candy. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is like, yeah. I, am, I am tough as nails. I am. You, you cannot fight me. Well, and I, or I, come I, on, come on, fight me. I also like how she's kind of getting herself ready on the cover yeah, versus yeah. being done. Right. And 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 kind of because they're the 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 booklet has got all kinds of stuff in here of Madonna like posing and like a I dare you. Uh-huh. And this is like, no, let me just get together. Let me just do it. Yeah. And she's a champion. She's wearing her belt, you know, <laughs> which I think like with the big M on it, which I just fucking love. Yeah. Um I think too to just think about the album art. Like she had originally wanted to call this album Black Madonna. Correct, and she did a photo shoot. There's photos out in the world of her. Um, well, where are they? Because I've never seen them, and maybe thankfully not, because I think she's in like blackface. Yes, yes, and and white makeup and red lips. And then she was like, "Well, I didn't think people would get it." And I was like, "Do you think? Well, <laughs> you no, think? I, I think, think they, they would, would get, get it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I think there was other issues involved." Though um, I have to say, we were talking about like the press tour the press for this you know she talked to a lot of different journalists and stuff and they are the dullest interviews and and nowhere is it duller than when she's talking about the meaning of the record i was like nobody practiced this and i thought well what best kind of sums up the feeling of the record and i feel like it's there's a sweetness to it and there's a hardness to it so i like that juxtaposition you know it's good for you and it's bad for you like candy hey definitely it tastes good but it's dangerous well i don't think yeah it's well i don't think anybody did practice it no i don't think you know this becomes a sort of part of this time that she's doing all the press sort of on a day or two of the week and that Mm -hmm. she's not really working on the the stuff all week long that's what it feels like i don't know if that's totally true like she got she got a a prep sheet in the car on the way to the interview yeah here's what you're doing today but but um but also like can you schedule all of my interviews on thursdays because the rest of the week i'm dot 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 yeah do you know what i mean and and I think, like, thinking back to um, Mary Gabriel's biography, like, it just seems like so much other stuff was going on in her life. Like, she planned this t- to reduce the amount of work she had to do at this time. Yeah. She started to branch out into other areas, right? Yeah. One of them is she had an H- a line with H&M and yeah. a commercial. She did have these things. You made it. No, 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 You made it. And I love it. In this commercial, Madonna plays a high-powered executive with a shredding machine. Doesn't she play herself? Um, a version of herself. It is Madonna, a, a fashion executive. If Madonna had become a fashion executive instead of a pop icon, she'd I, be this woman. I Oh, you don't think she's a pop icon as well? I think she's a different, she's an ordinary woman. She's an ordinary fashion icon. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I love the I love the look of the video. It's very sleek. It's very like... Minimal. Very minimal. Yeah. She's sitting behind a desk. They bring in this young Asian girl from the streets. Yeah, yeah. In like With who, droopy socks. Well, she has one droopy sock that yeah. Madonna, um, and then Madonna looks at, and so to balance it out, the girl drops the other sock, and yeah. Madonna's like, hmm, I think I can work with her. 
<laughs> so then they go to put her through the factory to try to see if she can... She, she can make it with two yeah. very shrill homosexual men. <laughs> Who are obsessed with Madonna as, or her as character. As many are. Yes, as and many like are. she slaps, she tells... She slaps one of the men. <laughs> she, she, she delivers the bon mot, don't think, you have to know it. Yes, and she has lots of. There are lots of women who work for her who are all in white. She's in black in her like kind of zip outfit, the sleeveless. Those li- zip and there's little like pearls or something yeah. on the on the collar, which I yeah. love. Yeah. yeah, but probably with H and M, not pearls. Not pearls. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she um, and her hair looks great. She looks fantastic yeah. in the video. Yeah. In the commercial, and then it's all like, how can we ever get the formula right for this girl? Can it ever work out? They're putting her through it. Yes, Madonna's with a shredder. <laughs> Many times she's and uh, she's taking um, pieces of paper out of a, a big pile on, in the not it file. Did yeah, you see that? Yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, will it ever work? <laughs> uh, and, What's on those papers though? They look like old lyrics. <laughs> oh yeah, well it could have been like lyrics for across the sky or ring my bell, infinity, one infinity, of those songs. Yeah. yeah, she's like, these are never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. No we should just shred them. We'll no one's ever em. gonna read, listen to revenge. <laughs> so let's let's put broken though on the bulletin board. I have a feeling we'll need that. Oh, that's going to come back. <laughs> that's going to for come the back. fashion show. <laughs> well, it turns out in this world it's inverted. So she's like a really she's a fashion icon, but she has a secret desire to make music, and so she's made like thirteen studio albums that no one has ever heard. No, like God, or just no. only a few friends who are like, it's okay. Those two guys have heard them and they go, They're we like, need oh something to dance to. We need something to dance to. They're like, Diva, Diva, this is so good. (laughs) This is so good. You made it. You made it. But everything's just like a little off. Like instead of like ray of light, it's like like a like a sprig of light. And they're like, oh, sprig of light is so good. So good, Madonna. Madonna. It doesn't make much sense. And she's like, shut up. So so she so they they remake this 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 girl yes. in, into a Madonna like lookalike. I mean, of. she's wearing exactly Madonna's outfit. Her hair is done in a sort of Madonna way, and she has a Madonna attitude air about her as yes, well. Yes, yes, I, I kind of like that. Madonna then approves, approves and walks off with her. While one of the working girls next to her weeps. Has a tear. Not weep. There's just a single tear that falls from her emotion, otherwise emotionless face. Yeah, yeah. What is what a peculiar video. I love it. I wonder it, if it sold I wonder if it did do the job of selling yeah. the, the line. That's a great question. Cuz cuz do you think every cuz I don't remember much about the line itself. Like do you think everything that everyone was wearing was in the line? I have no idea. Yeah. A lot of blacks and whites. Monochromatic colors. Indeed. No well, pattern anywhere. I didn't no. see a pattern. Well, patterns cost on her more shoes. Money. She had those leopard print shoes on uh, that he clutched. The guy, the homosexual, clutched. <laughs> the talking homosexual. The, talk, the other one didn't talk. No. He just moved. Right. I think that's us. <laughs> I talk. Yeah, but one of us would have to be the mover and the other one's the talker. So would you want to be slapped by Madonna? Only if I could slap her back. Oh, that's that's <laughs> not going to happen. No, it's not. I would take a slap from Madonna. Depends on the context too. Like like meeting Madonna. Like how? Why would you be slapped? I wouldn't mind w- whatever context. If so, I like if I like passed her on the street, I didn't even notice her. And, and you she just slapped, slapped me, you. I'd be like, oh, I was slapped by Madonna. I'm never washing this side of my face again. <laughs> See, I think it would go. Thank you. <laughs> Probably again, please. And I thought the commercial was kind of fabulous. 
I it's mean, really funny. I, I was shocked. I was shocked that Madonna was getting in bed with H&M. I mean, I, I, I don't believe in going into a store where I have to wait to get into a fitting room. I mean, you know, <laughs> these are things that I just need. But and H&M is like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I mean, I think I've owned three P, like three T-shirts from H&M. Well, the T-shirt, nothing lasts long. No, no. It, it is a place to buy clothes for a splashy moment and then throw them in the trash the next morning right yeah, yeah totally um so then her doing this line is sort of like and i could never find the line uh, when i go to the store i'd be like where's the madonna stuff i would love to hear if people bought some of the things yeah. from the line and how they held up because because i would have gone i would have purchased something like a pair of sunglasses or something from sure the line, sure but couldn't find it then it goes on to the material girl line which yeah. is later but yeah this is the beginning of that sort of fashion line like too. she doesn't have enough to do right peace to the grummy little kid let me dance on the corner in the uk and the usa france i see you japan all around the world You know who it is Yes sir It's the M-A-D-O-N-N-A You ready? Let's go This has a very complicated context in our lives, I think I mean, where were you doing in 2007, 2008? Um, well, in 2007, I think I've told the story of like how Sheldon and I fell in love. 2007 is when we like when I confessed my love to Sheldon and he's like, no. <laughs> um, and then at the end of 2007, literally like Christmas holiday time is when he called me and was like, I made a mistake. Yes, I do love you. And then January of 2008 is when we went on our first date. So, oh, so you were in like the glimmers of of realized love. We were we were in deep falling in love. We oh, we went on this first date to Cafe Erlon. We had coffee. I was like, "Come over. We'll watch Death Proof by Quentin Tarantino, starring Kurt Russell amongst other stars." And um, and then when we were done with the movie, I was like, "Let's fuck," <laughs> and he was like, "No." And he was like, I think we should wait. Let's like really get some time to find each other romantically and get into our space. We made out a lot. He was starting a new job the next day. So he was like, I got to go home. I got to get like into my thing. Um, and we held off for like almost two months. That's, because That's so romantic. Because the other thing I was doing at the time was I had this commission from a theater in Virginia to write a new play. And I went down to Virginia and was there for like three weeks doing like workshops and I took it it was all about the the play was all about surrendering and I went to Appomattox courthouse and like wow. wrote the, the final scene of the play okay. takes place at Appomattox and um it was really about the south and the north and all this so stuff. I was falling in love and writing a new play at the time um well I and was you? I was writing uh I was in the 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 deep pocket of my New York life. I had moved to the Upper West Side. I was living up there. Um, I had started biking. Where did you live on the Upper West Side? 75th and Columbus. Oh, I inherited okay. an apartment oh, nice. from some friends, uh, from a friend who lived up there. And uh, and I was dating this lovely uh, guy who turned 40 today. 
and um, the day we're recording this, happy birthday, Paul. And I was just having a great time. I mean, I was par- I was out a lot. I was clubbing a lot. Um, I was writing a play that we did the next year in 2009 um, called Lila Can't. Um, and it was a fun, fun time. What's that play about? I've never read that play. Oh, Lila Can't. Lila Can't is about the children, uh, a rock star, like an Alanis Morissette-esque person who made one album that really like changed everything and then she kind of fell off the face of the earth um she dies and leaves her two children to kind of come back together and fight for her legacy with the record company so it's a play it's very akin to like music and legacy and Mm. you know did she have another album in her that nobody knew about that all of those kinds of things but like you know if Alanis Morissette had recorded Jack, or if Madonna had recorded, you know, Madonna and then disappeared, and that was it, uh. and what would happen, and what her life was like, and so yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was a cool play. It was a cool play, and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff happened with that play. But it was a fun time to be in New York, and I remember, I remember when Hard Candy was announced. I was like, this is going to just make the spring summer even better. Yeah. Because uh, the grooves are going to be awesome, and you know, and it was a dance record, and all right. that stuff. Well, you know, I remember when the album came out and and loving it. Like, I don't, I don't, I wasn't like a anti the album at the time. I thought it was great. Yeah, I was really into it. Yeah, I remember very specifically that. Um, this was during this year. Sheldon and I, you know, we we didn't sleep together until March. April, we moved in together. Okay. So this is like how fast things happen. And then like over that summer, the end of that summer or beginning of fall, we went to Stockton, California, where Sheldon is from to like see his grandmother who, um, you know, like to go back to visit family. Yeah. And um, his brother, who he's estranged from, was home, like at, living in his grandmother's, who was in and out, has been in and out of jail and has a tough, in, tough life. And he had just come out of being in jail. Uh-huh. And he was like talking to us. And I, I don't know if it was a way for him to relate, but he's like, you know what my favorite album is right now is Hard Candy. Like we listen to that in jail all wow. the time. He's like her voice, the the energy of the album, yeah. the funkiness. Yeah. He's like, it's such a fucking great album. It's a great workout album. Uh-huh. It's a great album to work out to. I've I heard it played in gyms, like over the speakers. Oh yeah, um, all over the city that year. I mean, it's it's and it's got. I don't know. I when when it came out, I was very taken with the grooves of it in a lot of the songs um but i could feel something was off and i and i did i did wonder how genuine the the perform like her contributions were because you did? yeah it, it it's uh, the last few songs the last couple of songs no but i did feel like and uh, songs like she's not me and miles away and oddly enough heartbeat i thought was a really impersonal personal song but so a lot of them i was like anybody could have put this out um well i think you know to your point i don't know i don't think candy shop is in anybody's song and i don't Correct. think give it to me is in anybody's song and i don't even think 4 minutes is in anybody's song 
I think or, I think I, dance tonight isn't anybody's song. The beat goes on isn't anybody's song. Oh no no no! The beat goes on is a very Madonna song. Spanish lessons. I Spanish lessons, but no one would do that. Shakira but Madonna. Shakira would have done that song. No, she wouldn't have. I think it's a beautiful song. You do? No, not really. I can't <laughs> wait to talk um, about it. But I want to just say we'll talk about this more when we get to heartbeat. That even though heartbeat feels like a personal song, I remember very clearly hearing a demo of heartbeat with another woman singing it for yeah. Pharrell and it's exactly Madonna's performance. So yeah. it's like Madonna didn't contribute much to that song yeah. at all. Yeah. However, it reminds us a lot of older Madonna, you know, like there's, there's stuff in it that sounds very like Madonna esque, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, and this goes back to a question that I had that I, I kind of proposed to you before, which is this idea of like, it's a solid, like mid-career effort. It's got enough new stuff for it to have stuff to talk about and surprise us. It's got great grooves. It's got great song, a, a scattering of great songs. What's wrong with that? Like, I, I think of well, the YouTube album, All That You Can't Leave Behind, which has got Beautiful Day on it. Right. I can't name three other songs off that record. And it just, it does what it needs to do in that moment in a person's career. A hundred percent. I think that that's totally true. I think where where it it's hard for some fans, I think some some fans love this album or this is the album they found Madonna on. Exactly. But for some fans, I think me, I feel like, you know, you look at something like Confessions right before it and the specificity, the honesty, the power, the, the joy, like it's hard to have these two sit next to each other in sequence. You know yeah. what I mean? This album by default is going to be critical because, or we're going to look at it through a different lens because the the album before was so great, like we were saying before, that there's just no way for this album... She couldn't replicate what she did with Confessions. Nope. In a way, she just had to drop down and be like, okay, let's do this, you know? Yeah. And again, though, I think that there's so much that's interesting on this album. Totally. I agree with you. I think I think the other thing that has happened to it in reflection of that is um, Timberlake, Timbaland, Pharrell were already stars. There's not that sense of new discovery right. other than Madonna being in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, stu and you you feel it in the Murray material, the Stuart Price material, all the different other producers before this. They're creating something new, and there's this cur just genuine curiosity about that. Yeah. Layered over Madonna, her songs, the performances, and stuff. And this, and this is, I think, why it hasn't aged as well, because a lot of that stuff it's trapped in that time because it sounds like so much else yeah. at that time. But that's also what made it successful. Totally. I mean, I think that was, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're. that's 100% correct. Like, I think that, you know, this reminded me when when it came out of like Nelly Furtado and yeah. all the stuff, when Timberland's stuff comes out or, or the Justin Timberlake album, like what goes around comes around yeah. to me is like, how we get to, you know, some of the songs like, well, that, that sort of go off on, on these riffs, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was very much like, and she says this, like I, what, this is what I was listening to that was on the radio that I liked. And she was like, how do I fit myself into it? And in that way, it goes back to you pointing to bedtime stories because mm -hmm. I think that again, here are people I like, and here's what I like to listen to. How do I make my version of that? Yeah. And the yeah. last time though, there are, there isn't just American producers on 
bedtime stories, but it's also the last time she really looked at like what's happening in the American market and yeah. connected to it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah, she's yeah, really yeah. been going in another direction. But to your point too, I think what's really bold about the album is this thing of like, what if I walked into the room with perceived equals? How do yeah. we how do we blend our sounds? And she talks about how hard that was. Yeah. And um, and how do, and just working styles. I mean, she yeah. writes everything down. She they don't write anything down. There's lots of take after take after take after take to do it. Yeah. And that takes longer and 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 it lacks that kind of spontaneity that Madonna's always like fed off of in the studio of like, okay, we're going to do this twice and that's right, it. Right. And um and and that keeps things but the, I agree with you totally that there's a boldness here and a in this odd way of flexibility, like she's yeah. willing to bend to them in a lot more of a way than than vice versa. Totally. Well, I don't know. Like, I think like I, you know, beat goes on to me is. Um, fits into that Madonna, the Madonna song, the nothing really matters, the, you know what I mean? The amazing, the um, uh, jump, like, and so I think there are times where they do bend to her, but I think what they push her in is a lot of the vocal choices, like the place that she lands her voice, that like in Dance Tonight, even on this song, um, you know, we're hearing a different side of her voice, which is really fun. And exciting, I'm sure, for her, too. I know it was also challenging. Yeah. Um, but I like that, like, at this point in her career is she doesn't have to do that. Yeah, you know? it, and, and it goes back to that that challenging yourself after the big success. It's like, yeah. okay, this is a different way to do it with a different kind of result. Yeah. Um, and Heart Candy, I like Heart Candy a lot until the other voices come in and then we're doing the it's the m-a-d-o-n-n-a and all of that because it's like we know who this person is like we don't need we don't need an introduction she already introduced herself why are we getting it again uh (laughs) well i don't really mind that because i think like i think you know they're just giving props to the queen Great. And we get to, you know, say it back or it's also to a different audience who hasn't, you know, there's like a whole world which always shocks me who really are not connected to what Madonna's doing all the time. (laughs) Like, seriously, like I was talking to somebody recently who was like, oh, you're really into Madonna? Like what she's been up to? I was like, she nearly died over the summer. How could you not know this? Like, what? And I'm like, oh, am I in a bubble? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, you're so, not in a bubble. They're in a bubble. But I think even in 2008, Madonna's relevancy had had fallen to a way that certain people wouldn't even know she was still making music. And this was a way to remind them because if they loved if they loved any of the musicians that the Neptunes or Justin Timberlake or Timbaland touched, yeah, they were also going to touch Madonna. Yeah, that, and that now she's really part brilliant. of that. Yeah. Um, Candy Shop was ne- Candy Shop was never a single. It wasn't no. remixed, but it was performed live. A lot. Yeah, she did it in the promo tours, which yes. we haven't talked about. Yes, we should talk about the promo tour. The promo tour uh, was uh, they. She went to four cities and basically did the Roseland setup again, where she played like small, intimate clubs, intimate for her being two thousand people. Right. Um, and she did six songs at each of these little promo tours. She opened with. Um, Candy, candy shop, shop yeah. with the little throne and the little stick that she's going to yep. use later. Yep. Um, then she sang Miles Away. Yep. And then she sang um, 
uh, for a minute, sometimes yeah. with Justin Timberlake, sometimes without. Yep. Then she did a guitar version, the rock version of Hung Up, yep. which I think is really cool. Yep, I know. And we... then she did Give It To Me. Yes. And then she ended with an oldie but a goodie, music. That's right. Which was only like eight years old at this point. Well, that's, I mean, that's sort of like when you know, okay, you're not in, this album isn't as great as others if you're ending with, a song from eight years earlier to sort of keep bring us back. Do you know what I mean? Wow. I mean, she did everybody before. Yeah, okay, I was okay, gonna yeah, say, right, calm all right, down all right, there, all right, Kenny. all right. Oh, I don't mean to diss it. Um, but one of my, but but the, the, it, they are great shows. They are great live performances. Yes, and she is on fire, and it's exciting, and there's no surprise to it. Okay, but you know, it's the best thing to watch in the entire world. I'm sure. I know you've watched it because we've talked about it. Is the rehearsal for the Roseland performance and they have a video of the rehearsal and it's like an hour and a half and she's bitchy. She's not wearing any makeup. She's annoyed for most of it. Yeah. She's talking back to people. She's giving demands. She's singing beautifully and she's just not happy. Like, yeah. do you know, it's like a, it's a, it's a great, I keep thinking I want to like adapt it into like a stage play because it's so fucking compelling. Remember Kenny, I'm offer only. I only got four minutes. Save the world, save the world, save the world, save the world, save the world. Oh dear. Okay, it's C to step down. So. You want me to come and get a guitar? I need to see where I'm going. Thank you. this before I come out here, don't we? It's too much time. So I was gonna I was gonna wait till I got out here and say something. Talk right here. But um to get to get to do the guitar handoff. Well it wouldn't have taken that much time if somebody would have turned the light on back there, but can Jamie or someone tell me what I should do? I, it's pitch black and I can't see anything, so yeah, I love that performance, and I I love that Madonna was like, I'm in a bad mood, so everyone else is going to be in a bad mood. Yeah, yeah. Even when Justin comes out, it's just like he's like, I'm not going to get in her way, and just doing my thing and getting out. <laughs> just doing right? my thing. Oh, God. Oh, God. So Justin. Good. So Justin. good. So we'll she talk does it. about Justin. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, no. Yes. yes There's we lots to yeah. talk about. Um, so she does candy shop there. She does it, of course, as the opening for the Sticky Sing and Sweet, sweet tour. tour. Yeah. She also does it on the MDNA. She does tour? it on MDNA too. Yeah. During the showgirl. And doesn't that? she do it on Rebel Heart? Yeah. 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 She loves this song. And I, there's, and I, I think, think I also think it's probably, I think it's the first song that she and Pharrell did that they that yeah. like coalesced. Yeah. yeah. And you always remember your first, Kenny. <laughs> but I want to <laughs> say with the live performances, this is my one gripe. Okay. Is that I think that she sings the wrong part in the song, meaning. And I know why she does it because it's like she's like you know say what flavor you like and yeah. I, and she does that I'll be your one stop she does all that and then when it gets to get up on your feet she lets the recorded vocal or yes. the backup singer but that sing it. is that is part of the the plan that is part of the plan to to kind of like this song is built to do with the cane and the stage and the whole I understand that <laughs> but it was the mistake because then she's like your feet. 
<laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know, like, she's like, and she's missing the best part of the song yeah. to sing yeah. live. And I know it's out of fear of like not hitting it or it not being as strong, except that's really like what gets me going is that part of the song. So and and it, imagine if the the audience would have gone crazy when she went up yeah, there. Yeah, but she, she doesn't do yeah. it. So yeah. I that sort of disappointed me and starts to point me towards like, what is she doing in live performance now? What's yeah. she choosing to do? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. it's a cu- it's a cute little. I will tell you this. So, I was rewatching the performances uh, for the for the promo tour, and and on the promo tour, she wears this like long jacket with a purple lining, and it's a puffier material. And so I'm sitting there, and she's sitting on the. She comes around, and everyone's cheering. She's got her leg up on the throne, and I'm like. Does she have a cushion on the on the, the throne to like prop her up? I didn't realize it was the bottom of the coat. I thought it was like a, a puffy cushion. Like, like maybe she has a lumbar support. Yeah, a lumbar support. I was like, oh, there's a cushion under her. That's she's, very elegant. She's like, my back is bothering me, <laughs> Tina. Like, if know. I have to sit here during that whole opening, I need something to cushion my butt. <laughs> you know that that opening thing where she's on the, you know, she turns on the throne. Yeah. You know what that is? That's the repurposed hung up pole. <laughs> she's like, save it, save it. We're gonna use it for the next round. Well, I think I think they save everything now. Well, yeah, everything now. I mean, but like, I think I think that. Um, there's something about this song that doesn't feel like an easy, so she can kind of ease into the show. And, and that to yeah, me is yeah. kind of, it's almost like a warm up. Yeah. That's what I mean about the beat. It's like, Oh, it's already there. It's like, okay, here we go. And it's an easy song for her to hit. Yeah. Except for the part she decides not to sing. Yeah. Um, and it's a, yeah, it's a great warm up song and it really, it gets me going. I like this song a lot. I yeah. like, I like the way that, um, her voice goes through it. When we saw, Charlotte and I saw the Sticky and Sweet Tour together and um, he thought it was hilarious like how many times she says, my sugar is raw. And she's like, you know, until she's screaming it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I still love it. It's really funny. My sugar is raw. It is. My sugar is raw. My sugar is half raw, half refined. My sugar is raw. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying it. My sugar is raw. I don't believe in sugar. No. My sugar is raw. I'm diabetic. My sugar is raw. 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 <laughs> 
Oh, we're off and rolling, Kenny. Indeed.